Could be the last show for a little while as the uncertainty of COVID just threatens to plunge us back down into lockdown. Richo, Brownie, how are we? Yeah, not bad, but it's uh, <laughs> uncertain times, NATO, isn't it? I think we'll get through, Matt. I we'll think be we'll right. be okay. We'll be right. Everyone's doom and gloom. A bit of positivity, huh? Hey, um, your best intro. Well, speak, <laughs> speaking of positivity, a club, a, a story that I'm sure is going to warm your heart, given that you, uh, a club that you abandoned in their time of need, you walked off at a time um, when they were struggling a little bit, sure but you left for more cash. They've finally found a sponsor. And it's a brand close to your heart. It is. Crypto, uh, me and Armid Baines at the Bulldogs, uh, a very good Bendigo boy, the CEO there. We put together this uh, for Coinspot. And have a look at the CEO there with his big beard. He's going look all right it. there. And the astronaut. So that is massive what? for not only the Bulldogs, but also the crypto community. It is mainstream and now, Matthew. I think we've also, Miss Melbourne, have got a crypto. Coin jar. Yeah, coin jar. So what, are, what, are, what is Coinspot? What's it's basically it? like you use Binance here. It's yep. basically an exchange like that, but it is an Australian Mate. exchange. Well, so. both of them are going to the moon, aren't they? Because the dogs are premiership favourites. Oh, so that? Hey, hey, yeah. really, that was terrible. I oh, know. Yeah. But what do you think? Doggies favourites for well, the premiership? Got, you, you get a new hat, have you? What's, yeah. what's his That hat? is a nice hat. New sponsor. General Chicken yeah, Co. Sponsor. What sponsor. Are this? you kidding? You got, that, you've done 1800 another... lasagna and now you've got a General Chicken Co. <laughs> Just, yeah, General Chicken. Good chicken. Are Get you on board. Have you checked out this chicken place? Do no, you know I who don't. they are? It's not a sponsor. It's just a hat that a guy gave me. It's right. nothing. What a, and you when, decided to wear it? I just thought I'd wear it. I'll get out of bed this morning and mm. just throw it on. When does this become cash for comment? Because every week you're coming in with a new sponsor <laughs> and are you any danger of sharing the love? This is not a sponsor, this one. This Have you made sure that this chicken place looks after their chickens properly? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Responsible. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Responsible farming. Responsible farming. You best check that. Yeah, Brown, I'm Brownie, you're the, uh, <laughs> you're the Brownlow whisperer after the incredibly successful on the Brownlow last year. Bonton Pelly, he is flying at the moment. Where does he stand in the echelons of the best Bulldogs player of all time? Well, you've got to start to discuss you're serious about this, where the Marcus Bonton Pelly is the best Bulldog of all time. Now, <laughs> You go back through, this club's only won two premierships. And back then, obviously, we don't have a lot of vision of Ted Whitten, Charlie Sutton, but there were some great players that played for the Bulldogs yeah. back then. And since then, it's been uh, not a lot of success. And no, then you've got to look to Doug then, Hawkins. Then you've got to look to Doug Hawkins, who never won a premiership. Yeah. Then you look to Chris Grant, Chris Grant, who never won a premiership, but was, I think, probably the most talented player I played with. Brad Johnson through that Scott era. West. But all of a sudden, I, I can't remember. Brad Johnson having the effect on games that Marcus Bontempelli has. But Brad Johnson, pound for pound, one of the greatest players the Bulldogs have ever had. But you've got to start to say, is Mark and Boss, Marcus Bontempelli the best Bulldog of all time? What he's doing in games right now, the way he's affecting games and the outcome of games, no player's ever played the game the way he is at the moment. And I think he's, uh, he's flying. And the discussion has to be had, is he the best player in the comp right now? I, th- I still think Dustin Martin is. But is he the best Bulldog of all time? Yeah, it's, it's oh. a good call because I was watching that game Saturday night. We did the game on Channel 7 and I started to think he's the best player in the comp. Now, I know Dusty, you know, is the clubhouse leader there. Runs and, on the board. Yeah, and yep. you've probably got to do it in finals before you can take over Dusty. So if Bontempelli goes into this final series and rips it apart, I reckon he's in the conversation. As far as best Bulldog of all time, Hard for me to say because I didn't watch those other guys as closely as I'm watching Bonton Pelly. In the mid-50s when they won yeah. premierships, it's hard to compare. It's hard to compare. But, but of the last Teddy, 30 years? Yeah, definitely. You'd I have think to say so. Bont's the best. Just, I've just watched him this year. I've done a lot of Bulldogs games. And he, in a few games where they've been struggling a little bit, it's been him 
that pulls them out of the mire, yep. particularly that Carlton game. So I think he's nearly the best player in the comp and definitely in the conversation as the best Bulldog. And this year he's kicking goals and kicking goals at big yeah. times. You know what else he is? He is the most impre- – when you meet him and talk to him, mm. you couldn't be more impressed with him when yeah. you walk away. Yep. He's, he's Mr. Perfect, yep. to be honest. Yeah. And uh, what number did he have on his back when he was growing up, Matt? Number 12. Yes. He Is was that Richmond? Mad Richmond Massive Richmond supporter. supporter. Really? Yeah. Love Batman and Robin, but he loved oh, this man a little bit more. So he had number 12. Mate, there's a photo of him at a clinic at Punt Road when he was about eight or nine years of age that he showed me recently, and oh, I was pretty happy you? with that. Oh, yeah. I bet. Hey, um, one of the big talking points was a few in AFL land this, this week, but one of the biggest ones was the controversial loss to the Ds. They went down by a point. The there Crows. A, the Ds Crows, lost sorry. to the Crows. The Crows yeah. lost to the Ds. I reckon they. I reckon it's a loss that they sort of needed to have. Nathan, you do you, you buy play, into that? I do. This, you can't. Yeah. You cannot go through a season undefeated. Remember St Kilda when they went nineteen and zero. They then lost a game. They didn't even win the premiership. You uh, played against Essendon in two thousand. Yep. The only team to beat them, and it was probably a loss the Bombers needed to have at the time. I reckon it was, and they were twenty and zero, and we beat them. And then straight that, like, after Chris that, Grant kicked, snapped Chris Grant kicked, yeah, snapped yeah. The, the left foot, and then after that, they just obliterated everyone in the finals. But Melbourne's form leading into that, they were getting the job done. So just they didn't play that job. well against North Melbourne. They were okay against the Blues. So they were getting the job done. And the Crows, their pressure was outstanding. Don't um, underestimate the Crows. They've been going a little bit really good, yeah. but. The two decisions, obviously, it was deliberate out of bounds and they got that wrong, um, but they still had to kick that goal yeah. if it goes out of bounds. That was a tough shot. But then there's also the Ben Keys holding the ball decision. So um, I'm confused, as is everybody, what is and what is not holding the ball this year. When you see that Ben Keys one, you see the Geelong-St Kilda game the Nick week Coleman. before on the Friday night, and then you go on a Saturday and it seemed like anybody who got touched was all of a sudden holding the ball. So Just they're don't changing. jump your gun because something's doing my head in, mate. Oh, oh mm. is that it, isn't mm. it? It's a little good little segue, though. Your new chicken hat. Yeah. <laughs> you like it? I'll get you some chicken. Hey, yeah. now, Richmond, I know that there's I always like, the like, argument. Is chicken your favourite food? Fried chicken. Mm. Yeah. I, I was having this discussion with the Dale the other day, actually. I think a good fried chicken, I've, I've learned how to fry it. I actually bought a deep fryer. Good fried chicken is about as good as it gets. Well, just so where does KFC week, sit no, in just the whole wait, scheme of I reckon things. next week, hum, go and do some homework and do your best fried chicken next Ooh. week, all right? Think about There's it. There's a place out in Croydon. He's, 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 he's already week. thinking about it. And he had to, wait, he had to, now I'm going to be Because I have to stop what he was talking about. I can't, I can't do two things at once and now I'm thinking <laughs> chicken. clearly can't. I might go get some chicken before we get plunged into lockdown today. Hey, uh, Richmond. Now, there's always this discussion that this is how they start years and this is how they go through. They just plot along and then come finals time, they hit their straps like Clark, I used to always say Hawthorne were doing. So what are you saying? I'm saying that Richmond cannot... No, I'm not saying cannot. They can. Hey, that's, I'm saying that's they exactly will. what you texted <laughs> during the week. <laughs> you texted us that during the week. So I say Nathan, I say will not. You you'll said like this. Gone. You'll like this because you like to do your homework. I'll tell you what now, hum. You haven't done your homework here. Well, I, I, is I that will, a shock? I will say that Richmond aren't playing their best footy. We know they've got a heap of injuries. A lot of club have injuries, but they've got five of their best six midfielders out. Mind you, four of them are coming back this week. But did you look at who they've already played? The Lions top four. The Cats top four. Port fifth, the Swans sixth. They played the Dogs, they beat the Dogs. Melbourne. So they've played all of the good teams. Their draw opens up and their best players are coming back. I think you've jumped the this gun. This is where your brain doesn't. You've got to do your homework. On the level of other people. <laughs> they won't finish that, in the top four, they'll who finish sixth away. Who, who they've played, 
That is so you, a startling. Again, so are you still sticking again, by what you I'll said? Say no, I'll change it. Mr. and Mrs. Hummerston, they wasted their money <laughs> sending him to a private school. You just don't do your research, hum. Well, I, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And you I should have gone to Camberwell Tech. But do you know why I said that? When I why? sent that message in. A lot of the times I send these messages. Because you hate Richmond and, and you just well, no, want I them backed to them. I backed them. Oh. And when they when I lose a bet, I get angry and I sort of <laughs> shoot from the hip. You backed I wouldn't them write against them off. Brisbane in Brisbane. Yep. I wouldn't write them off. It's a strange bet, isn't it? Mm. It was a strange bet. Well, it was all right early on. You should have watched our previews. Neither of us backed Richmond on the Mm. weekend. Um, Brownie. Yes. You sent through. Now, you don't send through things to the the WhatsApp often. Yeah. But for some reason, you sent something about aeroplanes. Yes. I was doing some research during the week for something else I was doing, Hum, and it came to my attention that in America – they are going to start weighing passengers before they get on the aeroplanes. Well, that's so. All, that's you, a. You, that's that's a. This is a good topic, actually. Well, oh, thank you. Would you like to take it over? Would you like would like me to finish what I was talking what about? Are you so nasty. Yeah, yeah you have been really this is, na- nasty. This is this is my topic. You just want to jump I'm in. Trying to have a group sort of conversation. You like to just go off on your little tangents and just so. Matthew, no one else can come in, in on your combo. In your chicken hat. The, FS, three times the, the, hat. the FAA, right, they, the, the laws have been outdated. So right. over the last 30 years, Americans have got fatter. So yep. they are a too bigger organiser for too much fried <laughs> chicken. But now they're thinking it's dangerous. So they want to weigh passengers because they don't know where to distribute the weight yeah. on an aeroplane anymore, thinking it might bring somebody down. But so. will they start? Will they, will, they charge a, will they charge a plumper more? No, I don't think so. I think they want to make sure that they're not overweight the whole plane so they can distribute the weight. So Richard Hummerston weighing in at 109 kilos might have to go in 17A, whereas Matthew that Richardson... That's a fair point. It makes sense. It? Because but you book your ticket, they don't know if you're 100. It's an invasion of privacy, though, isn't it? Well, yeah. You'd hope that maybe it just gets sort of, it doesn't get displayed, it just gets sent to a computer. Because I mean, imagine that. Imagine going on the aeroplane, right? You do your ticket and it comes up, ah, Hummerston, 109 kilos. Hey, but on the back of that, you know that I'm a plane guy. Yeah, trains, plane buff. Trains and planes, I absolutely love them. you go to, for our listeners who haven't heard this before, you actually used to go out to the airport and I go, park. I, and I do go to the airport. I haven't gone lately. You got the whole marketing department once to go up to level 15, right, yeah, uh, where yeah. the billiard tables oh. and all that sort of stuff, because there was, was a hornet coming over that day oh. from Avalon. You wanted you to see it. It, it went past in 0.5 of a second. Nobody saw <laughs> it. Everyone's like, oh, business that is, is it coming back? <laughs> I just got a little word in my ear that you may have taken a first date out to the airport to watch I did, Plainsland. my current doll. Oh, really? We, yeah, we, we just off the side there. Well, the, you, out towards if, Sunbury. Yeah, if you there's sit there, there's, there's a parking area and you can get you can yeah. get some hot jam donuts and whatnot. So you, it was impressive. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I've spent a, lot, a great part of my life watching planes, and I go to Footscray Station and watch trains. <laughs> so I want to give you my top. Everywhere. I want to give you, you my top Footscray. five planes. To Station? Well, because there you get freight trains, you get the V lines, you get, you get two everything. different to- or three different types of uh, metro trains. You get you know it's smallest board of trains. You would have been a big Thomas Tank Engine fan when you were little. I don't think I was, which is strange. I sort of developed this train and plane obsession later in life. Well, what um, have you got your top five? I got my planes. top five planes. Scrape. <laughs> <laughs> great. I'm going to kick things off with number five, the old Saab 340. Now, I'm a regional boy, grew up in regional Victoria, spent my, a great part of my childhood th- flying on Rex planes. So, Rex, that, these are the little ones. Little Rexy. Like, They're the little go Rexies. Back to they've got the little So, what's good about them? Oh, they just, I just love that, firstly, the destinations they fly to. They, they take you to the little, little dirt track, little airports, and then when they shoot you up in the air, you just go straight up like a rocket reckon, and coming down, you're straight down. I reckon if they if the engines fail on those things, they can glide 
in pretty safely. Well, so much so that once a uh, Mount Gambia, a prop fell off. Like a Rex plane. In, mate. Oh, hello. My top. Oh, how would use the plane expert over here? Isn't it? <laughs> hey? They just mate, glide in, do they? I've I've been to Tassie probably a hundred times on yeah. the sub. So who was that pilot that landed on the Hudson River? Sully. Yes. Yeah. John Sully. Good movie. Um, number four. Sully. Number four, the Antonov 225. Now, I've seen this twice. Once I saw it in Russia when I was there. The other time was six weeks ago down at Melbourne Airport. It, it oh, came really? and landed. What so a heap of us. It's a Russian It's a Russian plane. plane, six engines, 48 wheels. This thing is They drop out of the sky pretty beast. regularly, though, don't they? So what are they used for? Uh, cargo. Right. So this one actually bought, was bringing – now, I, I shouldn't be saying this because I found this on a, on a secret forum. Actually, it was bringing some defence um, uh, cargo. So what was in it, we don't know. But, yeah, they're very secretive about what the Antonov... Secret forum. <laughs> don't worry. My He's on the third, dark web, this He man. goes down the rabbit My hole. My third favourite plane is the 777, which is very quickly could overtake number two. The 777 is now... It's The 777 the big tube plane, yeah. you see. It's only got two engines, but it's just this big, big tube. It's, 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 How the, many lo- it's the longest two-engine plane in so the is world. this is a domestic international operator? Well, this is, what, this is sort of what the Malaysia Airlines one that went missing. That was a 777. Oh, no. oh. um, so it's, it out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love the 777. And then we get into the big dogs. The A380, which I've got to put in there because it is a flying bus, four engines. Yeah. Is that the one with the, the bar and everything? Uh, on Emirates, yes, it's got a bar there. It's, yep. it's the big double. It looks like a big whale flying. It's a sky, complete double decker. Unfortunately, the time for the A380 is limited because of COVID. They've sort of, you know, the, the four-engine plane doesn't make much sense anymore. So the Dreamliner is the fuel. one now. Is so it? the Dreamliner is going to be the plane we see everywhere. I couldn't squeeze the Dreamliner in because the number one, of course, seven three seven. No, what? the 747, the Queen. Oh, oh, the Peter Jumbo. Andre. The 747, the Jumbo. If you remember my Instagram post when Qantas flew They're at gone, last. Has anyone still They are gone. They're still used for cargo. The last one rolled off the uh, the processing line about six months ago, so they're no longer made. But the Love. 747 is my favourite plane. And, I, you know, I don't – I'll so never get a chance to fly it again. So how is that different no, it's the, it's the one with the bubble on the top. You know, the it's 747 the best, the, with the, the bubble. The Queen, the 747 is the best looking plane that has yeah. ever been made. Yeah. It's elegant. The it's Jumbo. Sleek. It's it was just, the original what's Jumbo. The, what's it's the Air the Force plane. one? It's the plane that uh, connected Australia with the rest of the world. Without the 747, we'd just be a shit little island. <laughs> Would you love to go on the Air Force One? Uh, yeah. I mean, if, why wouldn't you? Who's going to say no to that? Uh, so that's my top five Good planes. Stuff, hey, Richard, I saw something on Instagram this week. That you'd put up. I saw a couple of things, but the first thing we're going to have a look at is something your mum dug up. Yeah, mum's moving from East Donnie. She's moving into a a smaller little unit and I was out there helping her. She's got a lot of stuff under the house out there and we found this. We found the old carpet If you are just listening and you're not watching, it is one of the old, very popular in the 90s, the life-size cutouts that used to be able to win in like bread competitions. So they came out. Tip top. Yeah, tip top. They came out in 1995, Hummus. So that is... What's that? Twenty six years ago. But look, Challenge Bank on the footy. That was the first after the McDonald's in the ninety three final series. Ninety four, yeah. they changed to Challenge Bank. Yeah. So normal season ninety four was the first time they ever had a sponsor yeah. on the footy. But a lot of people commented on that on your uh, legs. Post that what about your legs? They said that I haven't been going to leg day in the gym. And, They're but tiny. A, no, there's a story behind that. So you see the Challenge Bank footy. I had my foot up on it. Mm. They're taking the photos, and my left leg there was completely wasted because I'd had a knee reco about ah. I reckon eight nine weeks before that. Are they lotto boots. They're lotto boots. So the guy said, "Look, mate, 
your leg doesn't look great, so we're going to have to try and disguise this. And the Photoshop probably wasn't as good back then. So he said, we'll just put the footy under your leg. So that's Old why. Lotto. That's you know, someone on Twitter credited you for the downfall of Lotto. <laughs> you had a big you had a contract where they paid significant overs for and they went under the next year. So I reckon... I reckon I know how so this the is, contract was. So I reckon this is... <laughs> When um, boot, How big was the lot of boot manufacturers came in in Australia in the mid nineties, like in America, you got all these big deals. And they they came in a bit hot and they offered guys too much money <laughs> to wear boots, and then they realised that the market here wasn't big enough. And Lotto how, went under. How big? Because this is 20 years ago now. You can say no, I'm how, not. I'm not. How, why not? Because I'm not. But it was ridiculous. Was compared. it more than your AFL seller at the time? It would have been nearly equal. Yeah. <laughs> what year was this? 96. Do you have any guilt that Lotto no longer exists? We're still in Italy. I think it's no longer here. Think, think, of, think of all the little Italian school kids that running might around. I think eight in it. Mate, I didn't. Uh, 800,000. No. No, don't be silly. <laughs> was... We just did his contract last week and we heard that in 1996 <laughs> he earned 22,500. I'll tell you who got the biggest deal with a boot. So Lotto Cuda. paid you 80 grand. No, and the next year they went under. It was not 80 grand. There's our soundbite. Richo crippled Lotto. That's bullshit. <laughs> You crypto. Hey, Brownie, crypto. Take us through crypto because it has been a wild, wild ride. It went uh, here. This is what I want to say. How can one man, of course, Elon Musk, Musk. he can just control the entire crypto? That's it from tweets. If he wants it to go up, he tweets something. If he wants to go down, he tweets something. Surely there's a problem. It's like insider trading. It is a shame that it is happening. It's been a tough week. I was up until about 2.30 a.m. the other morning just watching it just go. Like it was just down, 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 down. So then I'm I'm thinking I'm picking the bottom, right? So I've I've sold about 20% down. And then I'm sitting, okay, where's the bottom? Trying to pick it. I thought I'd picked it. It came back up a little bit and then it dropped again. So... It was a tough week. Well, but the thing was, the thing what happened, Elon Musk, who has bought $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin, then decided that he wasn't going to allow Tesla to accept Bitcoin as payment to buy Teslas, which then sort of shook the market. But nothing about the fact that he's still got his $1.5 million worth of, uh, billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. So he hasn't sold that. So he's still got that. Yeah. But he's concerned about the emissions. And there are quite a few emissions that Bitcoin mining when you do mine it. But on top of that... You, you don't fully understand that. You, no, 100%. Yeah. And oh, then China uh, talked about outlawing crypto. And then on top of that, the IRS in America. This all happened the same week. Every... Uh, deposit or transaction over ten thousand dollars, you had to report to the IRS. All of a sudden, everything dropped, and then Elon started tweeting with a guy called Michael Saylor, who owns Grayscale Investments, and they decided to put a board together or a group to tackle uh, emissions out of Bitcoin so now mining. It's, now it's went back up thirty percent again, but you've got to have uh, you got to have diamond hands, hum. You can't have weak hands. You're you you. Now, you are the that, perfect person you diamond hands. What do hands. diamond hands mean? Pressure. Well, you know, you know what you do? You, you try to hold. catch a falling knife. Confucius says, man who tries to catch a falling knife is a dickhead. You don't lose any money until you sell. <laughs> no, you don't. You just got to so hold, just man. Hold. So we're uh, right. We'll be okay. And and Gene Simmons was tweeting about it the other day from Kiss. Oh, Gene Simmons yeah. is into it. Have a look at this. Not telling you guys what to do. I am not a financial advisor. Simply letting you know that I've invested heavily during this crypto dip. It's called buy the dip. Do I think it will recover? Yes, big time. That's why I'm investing heavily. But always do your own research. He's a very money hungry unit, Gene yeah. Simmons. There's no doubt about that. Hey, I saw something really interesting uh, during the week. I was at the Seven Eleven waiting to pay for my fuel. Actually, oh, it wasn't. You were seven, I wouldn't. No, I wasn't. Well, 7-Eleven, but it was one of those 
it was one of the ones where they got like a mini. Seven Eleven has the worst fuel in the country. Fact. Do they? Yep. Never right. fill your car up with Seven Eleven fuel. Right. Well, this is I interesting. Why is this? Or is it different? Hey, hang on. To the this, rest? This, this, listen to this, and then get into that. That they actually, it's with the. It has something to do with the way it's transported. Right. Oh, but I filled my car up with Seven Eleven fuel once. Broke down the next day. Right. Sounds like a. Uh, <laughs> now I'm, I'm sounds not, like a lawsuit. Just no. Nah, well, let me question this. My <laughs> opinion, sorry, is that Seven Eleven has the worst fuel. My opinion is that Seven Eleven has bad fuel. Maybe yep. it was a so bad the, day. A okay. different fuel company drops off the fuel to them, do they? Yeah. All right. It's not all the same. All right. I won't get my fuel there again. But anyway. Spoken oh, by Richard Anderson. <laughs> that might just be yeah. the end of it. So I've plane, had 2.9 shots. He strike. parks at the airport. He goes out to Footscray Station because <laughs> the freight trains come through. He knows that 7-Eleven gets bad fuel. All right. What do you got, Jim? You're extraordinary. Uh, I'm standing in the line and I'm waiting to pay for my bad 7-Eleven fuel. <laughs> and there's a guy in front of me, an Uber delivery guy. And he's waiting oh. for the gentleman behind the counter to go and pick up whatever was ordered by Uber. This uh, Uber guy is there to pick up one bag of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> this He put one bag of popcorn in the Uber bag and walked out. So someone out there somewhere has ordered what? one bag of popcorn on Uber Eats. What, are the munchies? Well, is it well, the munchies well, or is it – this was my theory. Oh. My theory is it's a dad – completely under the pump at home mm. and the kid just wants a bag of popcorn and he's desperate. He's Ubered it. And he's Ubered it. <laughs> Have you – what's the most – you're probably a bit older from it and you don't do yeah. it as much. And I don't do it as much now that I'm a mature adult. But a few years ago, I had three Ubers in a day. I had – I got four Power Raids Ubered in the morning. So you were hungover. Then I got a halal yeah. snack pack and then I got a curry in the, at night. Three Ubers. Uh, two would be the most. Four Gatorades. Yeah. <laughs> I was hungover as hell. Do you get Do you get Uber for the kids? No. Um, no. Hey, around the grounds for the Ace of Gemstone Brownie. Now, rather than going to one result this week, I want to take you to a league, a league that is it's the most incredible. Now, as you know, I follow local footy across the country. Have my entire life. This is in the Northwest Football That's Association right. in Tassie, near where Richo grew up. Yep. Now, let's just have a look. There was four games this week. East Overstone, 2416. Oh, do you want me to do them? Because yeah, you're you not going to pronounce You can them. pronounce the word. <laughs> Tasmanian. It's East Overstone v Hillbilly Sheffield Towns. there, hum? Sheffield 1921-135. Fourth. One of the best pubs in Tasmania. Really? Is fourth, yeah. 34 uh, 27 West Olverston, one point. Just from those first two games, Wait, Matt, yeah. it might seem like West and East Olverston maybe need to amalgamate yeah. to get a better team. Is it, well, this is How many problem. people are there in Olverston? And you have an East two. and a West. No, but see, Olverston, they're, the, they're in the minor league. There's actually another team, Olverston, which is in the league above. There's too oh. many teams on the northwest coast of Tassie. Gee, well, Motton Preston there. 27-33-195, but the biggest one there, Wesley Vale, which is not far from where I live in Devonport. That's near the airport too. Wesley Vale's where the airport is in Devonport. 49-16-3-10 to poor old Rosebury Turak. Zero. They haven't scored for the whole season, Well, I've, I've got the ladder here. How's this? Rosebury Turak from their eight, points, from their eight games. <laughs> They've scored 13 points for a return of 2,247 at a percentage of 0.58. So that is every, a hammering. Every reckon, 100 points it's scored against them, they're scoring 0.58. Do you reckon they're fielding a full team? I've, I've got a feeling they may be lacking numbers. because No, well, they've got a twos playing as well. Oh, have they? Yeah. Okay. I think we need to help them out. What are we going to do? Yeah, well, let's. we adopted our Mona and they won their first game okay. four gonna, years later. Real shit house, aren't they? Richard, yeah. why don't you, when we can travel right. again? Right, on. why don't we go down there? Yep, to do a sports lunch. Rosebury Turak. Rosebury Turak. Take them for training, something like that. All right, 
Potentially, you could play, put the pull the boots on. Okay, when we when we're back up and there's no none of this COVID sort of scenarios hanging around, we'll we're go down, down there one Thursday Victoria. night and take training for Rosemary yep. Touré. Hey, right. sports bit. But something to that. Yeah, they will. Yeah. Well, we you know we saved Armona. We we pulled them off the canvas. Sponsored then them. Croft, yeah. Croft jumped four, in. Four years later, they won their first game. So we're going to do the same with Rosemary Touré. Yep. Commiserations to Richmond. We did consider going with Richmond as well down there. Yeah. Um, but but eighteen point is it eight points or eighteen they scored? That's they not scored much. Is it? Eighteen points of the season. You reckon if me and you played, we could get them a win? Well, you'd start in the middle, and I'd play full. I'll ball. play. Yeah. What about me? I'm a full back. I think you have to play on ball. I'm not playing. I'm not going down there to play full back. Surely the you ball could, would be down there. Surely you could extract <laughs> it out of the middle and well, get it down to me. Let's go down you. there. You think you can take Maddie Tabner? We need you. I copped some flack for that during the week. All right, so we'll go down as a package deal. All right, Back package deal. The yep. three, the three right, superstars really going down there, coming down to Rosebury Turak. Uh, Brownie, this yep. caught my eye during the week. What caught your eye, huh? Are you a weatherman? I love the weather. Well, up again, Sydney meant to be a fair bit of weather and some poor weather at that. Rain around Perth this weekend, so expected to be low scoring. A fair no, bit no, of weather. No, 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 what he said. There's going to be some weather around. Well, you'd yeah, hope what's there's the some weather around. <laughs> We're all gone if there's I'm no weather. I'm just letting you know that it was possibly going to rain, so I said there's a fair bit of weather around. Well, you can't just make Bad sense. weather at that. He's got to let Jane Bunn do the weather. But um, we know that um, Brownie likes to do his research. Yep. So I he was does. watching Access All Areas during the week. I'm just wondering whether he did his research. As I say to you guys every week, when you are betting, it pays to do your research. Don't go betting just for no reason. Have a look, do the research. There's so much out there that you can do research with. Darcy Parrish getting a lot of the football. So if you do your research, Lordo, so do your research. You should always do your research as well, Damien, when I give them to you. Right. So, I say that six so hum, six research. I think Brownie did his research. And six you know, times I that said that. was in about 30 seconds, Nate. Brownie, did you put a couple of, was there a bit no. of a, a bit of poetic license? No. There? there was no mayo. No mayo on that. We can watch Six. it again if you don't believe us. No, no, no. That, that's It was good though, wasn't it? Hey, and as just I say not. to you guys every week, when you are betting, it pays to do your research. Don't go betting just for no reason. Have a look, do the research. There's so much out there that you can do research with. Darcy Parrish getting a lot of the football. So if you do your research, Lordo, so do your research. You should always do your research as well, Damien. <laughs> okay. I had right. said it six times, but it has been cut up. The whole thing went for two minutes. No, and- but, no. no but that was 30 seconds. We cut it for about five seconds there, Nate. Yeah. That is <laughs> – hey, one more just while we're piling in. I was listening to Triple M as I always do. Now, last week, Richard – exclusively on this. It's my best show, show last week. You gave a, a great story about Darce. Yeah, Darce over in Adelaide rang down to the concierge, had a problem. He couldn't get into his bathroom. He needed to go to the toilet. The uh, the handyman comes up. It turns out Darce was trying to get into the next room, the adjoining door. So we told that story last week. And yep. anyway, it's a fanfare. The, yeah. the punters loved it. Can you imagine my surprise uh, when I turned on Triple M footy Friday night? Kent, Brownie, did you or did you not... Retell that Darcy story like as it was, it your, was own. your own story on Triple M. I, I did better than that. I retold it as my own and I retold it better than what Matthew told me <laughs> last week. I added and I embellished a fair bit as well. I added things that weren't even in your story. Have you heard of plagiarism, Nathan? Yeah. It, it was at it, it its finest. I might sue you. Everybody you said, where'd you get that story from? Stuff. And I said, I've got somebody who works at the Intercontinental <laughs> that I know, a staff member there. But uh, it was one of the better stories too. It, it did go down very well. Actually, Das came into Saturday Night Footy and had a bit of a laugh about it, and he said you did tell it very well. <laughs> Hey, Richo, what's doing your head in? And it's doing my f- 
fucking head in. Oh, hum, I reckon this did everyone's head in. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing on Monday when the match review panel came out and Nick Holman was charged for that rundown oh. tackle on Mitch Duncan. That was a perfect rundown tackle. And Stephen Quartermain said it well. This is ridiculous. Big yeah, big Q. A chase down tackle when Nick Holman is suspended for two weeks. What's the AFL coming to? Well, thankfully, last night the AFL tribunal threw that out because if that had have if that had have been rubbed out, Nick Holman for two weeks, the game is in complete disarray. Exactly. So we've had a good result there. The other thing that's doing my head in, I just I can't understand why we need to do this. Now, the AFL three times this year has come out on a Monday and basically said that they got a decision wrong. The first one was Zach Bailey when he tackled Blitzass down in Geelong um, in round two, I think it was. Then there was the Jeremy Cameron, not 15, um, yep. Mark up in, in Sydney. Sydney. And then there was the deliberate out of bounds on young Nick Murray on the weekend. Now, yes, all of those decisions were that obviously wrong. Everyone knows that. You know they're wrong, yep. Hummer. You yep. know they're wrong. Why are they doing this? Why are they coming yeah. out and just picking and choosing one or two incidents every three or four weeks and saying they got it wrong? There's, there's I think in the past people have asked them to be more honest and but, admit when you make Brownie, a mistake. how many decisions in a game are wrong? Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. But not all decisions are at the crux of the last 15 seconds. Yeah, but doesn't a decision in the second quarter can influence the game just as much as one in the last yeah, quarter? Yeah, it can, but it doesn't have the eyeballs on so it. So you it's, reckon it's they should perception. I think it's a good thing that they get out there and they address it quickly um, and then we move on. Like, I, I don't understand why you think it's a problem. I, I just think I don't understand why they have to highlight that their own umpiring department got something blatantly wrong. But you've got to understand, I, I clearly understand that when you have a decision in the second quarter and the same decision in the last quarter, yeah. the the one in the second quarter affects the scoreboard just did as you, much. But did you know that was wrong, that decision on the weekend? We all knew it was wrong. The deliberate out of bounds. Yeah, they didn't need to yeah, come out. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, I think, with umpires is, like AFL players, when the big moments happen, um, some players take the big moment, like Tex did last week, and some don't handle it that well. Ollie Florent had an opportunity to set up the winning score last week, and he made a mistake, just like the umpire did last week. He had an opportunity in the heat of the moment in Adelaide with a parochial crowd, and he it's made just, the wrong decision. The pressure, the pressure got to the umpire, and he made a poor decision. It's encouraging a pile on the umpires. Ooh. We don't need it. Nuffy Jar. No. You know what he is, Hum, before we go on, because I've got a feeling this will be me being thrown under the bus. <laughs> he's he's always been a cheeky little fellow. No? Yeah. And you just Can you imagine, a cheeky mood today. Imagine him running around Bendigo as an yeah. adolescent. Well, oh, if we all agreed with everybody. would have been rock and roofs. How yeah. boring. Yeah, I did that. Did you? How boring would it be if everybody agreed with everybody? No. I clearly don't agree with your opinion, so I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, well, I'm just, no, I don't agree with that. You, you always niggle after. It's always – you get, you've just got, got to a get little, the last one after. You get a little twinkle in your eye and you just want to niggle and – Well, did you really think wearing that chicken hat wasn't going to get me <laughs> I like it. Hey, it's been a little while since one of our own have featured in the Nuffy Jar. Of course, our good friend Sam McClure has featured often, uh, Roko. But, Richo, you are back. Oh, now, God. just for those listening, Double J, I don't know who Double J Radio is. Oh, well, Triple J. Double J plays more music, more for my generation. Oh, middle okay. Age so, man. Double J, is it a digital station? Hoodoo Gurus and the Danny Warhols will tour Australia How together this December. It? And there's a picture of, is that the Danny Warhols? No, no that's no. the Hoodoo Gurus, you idiot. What's wrong with you? Oh, you I don't know. you're an everyday average Australian. You're not. Yeah. Are you I don't, serious? I don't know who, either, I don't know the Hoodoo that's Gurus That's the great Hoodoo like. Gurus. Come Why would I know what they look like? 
Anyway, anyway. but this reeks of him wanting somebody from the hoodoo gurus yeah, to just respond to him going, <laughs> this you're is, cool, Richo, no. you know who the hoodoo guru is. This is all about you. No, and the, So Richo's, Richo has quite ego tweeted it. you have. Richo has quite tweeted it's it. Strong shirt game here from the gurus looking There's forward to this. There's only one thing you're wanting from this, and that is Double J or the hoodoo gurus to go, we're with you, Richo. I think you're right. <laughs> that was very. That was very similar you're to. The, sick. I can't lie, mate. I, I admit I wanted a few of the people. <laughs> Did anyone get around it? No, a lot of a lot of middle-aged men got around it. It's very similar to Brownie's Liam Gallagher tweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Richard Brownie Hammer Award next. Award time, gentlemen. I think, I hope that we might just be going a little bit outside the, the sport of AFL given the um, the golf on the weekend. Let's have a look at the best on. The Bont is just flying at nine. He's just, you th- think he's going to pull away again. Petraka, seven. Sydney Swan, six. Darcy Parrish, five. Jeremy Cameron, five. Dustin Martin, four. Jared Lyons, four. While for the worst, Collingwood on 13, just uh, almost an unassailable lead. St Kilda, eight. Geelong, six. North Melbourne, six. West Coast, five. Fremantle, five. And Gary Rowan. Who did Gary Rowan for? Remember, he he kinged uh, Lockie Neal. Oh, that's right. I'll go first. One vote. Um, The the Giants are going really well, but one player, even without Toby Green, is Tom Green. I love the way he goes about Mm. it. 27 disposals last week, kicked two goals too. Thought he's one of the most influential players, and they beat the West Coast Eagles. He's he's a good player. I'm going to make a call a long way out here. I reckon he'll end up at Richmond in three or four years, Tom Green. Ooh, okay. His his grandfather is one of the all-time greats at Richmond, Michael Green, four-time premiership. Oh, grandfather-son rule. Uh, but just he was a Richmond man, Tommy. He'll two votes up. to Tex. He was already on the leaderboard and he's just got yeah, another he's two going votes. Well. How Kick the winner. He kicking, mate? Kick the winner um, and just had an impact. Not many – actually, nobody has beaten Stephen May one-on-one this year yeah. and Tex did it in big moments, kicked a couple of big goals. So, And three votes. They lost the game, Sydney, but 34 years of age, Lance Franklin. Uh, I know he wasn't playing on a like the best opponent or a Stephen yeah. May, but he still kicked six goals at 34 years of age and to watch him playing – He's just uh, a gift that we get every how, week. How good is it going to be when he kicks that thousand? Will he do it this year? He might, it might be early next year, but he, he's definitely going to. Will play. the crowd rush the field? Well, I hope so. I should. I hope so. I gave one vote to the Bond. He, as we talked about before, you just not enough words to describe how good he's going at the moment. Two to Clayton Oliver. Although it was a losing game, what about his numbers? 38 disposals, 23 contested possessions, 14 clearances, and three goals. I don't think you can play any better than that as an individual. Clayton Oliver too. And well said, um, Phil Mickelson's got Oh, Phil. Votes. That, it, it is one of the, I, I think I said a tweet. Did I tweet it? 50 years of age. He's one it of is the like, most, It's going to be one of the most – it's one of the greatest stories in golf and will remain one of the greatest stories in golf yeah, forever. And the will. thing is he could, he could win another one. Uh, he was hitting the ball that way. Reminded well. me of – remember Tom Watson was leading the British Open in 2009, it was, and he was within one – he bogeyed the 18th. He would have gone into a playoff at the age of 59. But anyway, it didn't happen. But it reminded me of that a little Before bit. Before we get into the worst, I did a little bit of research oh, on some of the, the, the greatest other sportsmen yeah. who have won yeah. at a – 
First class cricket, Raja Maharaj Singh, 72 years of age, played first class cricket over in India in Jeez. 1950. Spinner he must have been. Yeah. In an American football, George Blander played for Oakland at 48 years of age oh, back in 1975. Um, and then there's a guy in Poland, and his name's Stanislaw Kowalski, um, and he is a Polish supercentenarian who at the age of 105 no. became the oldest ever competing athlete in any one gold in sprinting, shot oh my God. and discus. Wow. The asterisk on that is as 105, there was only one group of athletes <laughs> in the 105 age division. He was the only one. So he's won three on his own. But I gave one vote this week, the umpiring in that Adelaide-Melbourne game. I thought the umpiring, Ooh. they got it wrong on a couple of occasions and the keys tackle and the so delivery out of bounds. So therefore... Why did the AFL highlight the mistakes and pile on even more? Well, because they were at the pointy end and they impacted the result of the game, Matthew. It's clear that you're wrong on that note. A, a decision in the last 20 seconds has an impact on the game compared to one 20 seconds before well, halftime. We'll have to disagree on this one. We are disagreeing. Two votes to St Kilda. They were woeful. And three votes, and he's back with a bang. I know who this is. Chriso. Ah, Chriso. Christo's back. The Count Christoph. He's working within a set of parameters that have broken, though, poor old Christoph. Um, but he has parameters, I would have thought, to use common sense as well. Righto. I gave one to the Eagles. They just can't win away from home. I mean, this team should be – they've got a few out, but they should be winning games away from home, and they just can't at the moment. I gave two to the AFL for coming out and Ooh. and just off the back of what I said. You don't come out and bag your own umpires. Two to the AFL – and three to Michael Christian. So that's good. They've he's got to back. fix up Chris the parameters back. that he's working under, though. Because the actual guidelines he the was working under. parameters would come with, Chriso, you've played the game. Chriso, you understand the game. If it's a tackle like the Holman one and it shouldn't be in these parameters, if it's not in there, but you was, use your common sense and override it. Surely that is in there. How I may they, be wrong, it may be not yeah, in there, but it should be in there. there. There's no common sense. How could they not see that this was going to be the reaction? When he but went I, and typed it up, went boom, two weeks, file into the he, system, how did he, he not He think? has to judge it by what he's been given to judge it by, and unfortunately that's the, the, the system is broken. Well, Chris o should be going to the AFL and say, I need to be able to use common sense. Yeah. 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 The hangar match, right. All right, we'll have a look at the week's games next. Massive week of footy, and how good's it going to be? Will there be crowds? Will there not be crowds? Time will tell. West Coast, uh, Western Bulldogs versus Melbourne. What a shame it's going to be if people aren't at uh, Marvel mm. Stadium for this one. At this stage, we did go into the studio before the press conference. They were saying that they were going to open the roof, which turns Eddie Had into right. an outdoor stadium, which means you can have seventy-five percent. Right. What about planes? Well, oh. who, like it's just like any other football ground. It's, in not, the it's world. not really though. Why not? It's well, not made for rain. Yeah, but well, what happens? This is, this what happens is differently though, if it's a COVID situation? Isn't I, how slippery that joint is. But it's slippery at the I best know. times. Who wins though? Well, the dogs I think should win because they're playing the better football. But they've had to change their training routine around. So you'd hope that they should be able to get their heads around that this week. Um, 
For me, I think the Dogs should win. Cracking game. I think Melbourne haven't been playing well, but I think they switch on for this yeah. game and come back. I think the Dogs buy less than two goals. Yeah, I'm with the Dogs, and it's obviously the midfield battle. I just think the Dogs have got more options to roll through there. Obviously, Melbourne's starting midfield, Petrarca, Oliver, and uh, Max Gorn is just as good as the Dogs, yep. but the Dogs can roll eight different looks through there, and I just think that'll be the difference. If Melbourne can break even in that area, um, they might be able to trouble the Dogs' defence, but I think the Dogs... Teams aren't out yet to be to stretch the dogs and, and, and we realise that the dogs defensive 50 is probably people perceive weakness but yeah. hasn't been their weakness well they don't get year. exposed because their midfield always wins and the put pressure footy. on exactly yeah. but do you bring, bring Bren Brown in who didn't kick a goal on the twos mm. to try and stretch that defence possibly yeah yeah I think so imagine being Bren Brown's height and being not good at footy Oh, he is good at footy. Well, he is. Mike. He kicked 60 goals three years in a row. So you could beat Ben no, Brown. No, I couldn't I beat, I couldn't beat Ben Brown. Though. I'm just saying footy at that height, there should be no excuse you're not kicking 50 goals in the top. Well, he's done – he's kicked 60 goals about yeah, four he's not, times. He's, he's no good. But in anymore. that theory, every person who's his height should be able to do it, which is yep. clearly wrong. I agree. <laughs> if you're that height and, you you know, you've got some level of coordination, you should be playing either top level – Basketball? This is a stupid Top level idiot. AFL. Like Move genuine on. clown. I no. can't even go with you on this. Doggies $1.67 there, Melbourne $2.23. Next game, we're going to have a look at Brisbane, $1.22. Take on the Giants, $4.30. They're flying, and they could be. I think they're the second best side in it. I, I, even though Melbourne have just lost their first game, I think Brisbane yeah. are just behind the Bulldogs as the second best side in the comp. You've got to give Leon. Cameron a bit of credit though, don't you? Yep. Right, about six weeks ago, they were oh, starting. Boy. They were coming. You know, they're starting to circle around they're Leon Collingwood. Yeah, and they've won four out of their last five, and their only loss was a Daniel Rioli kick. You know, in the last few minutes to Dusty beat. Dusty inspired. Dusty inspired. So they're going well. The Giants. They've got a good deep midfield, and they're they're a good contested team. But this is at the Gabba, right? Yep. Yeah, Brisbane. West Coast dollar twenty three. Take on Essendon, who are being forced to fly out now. Yep. They'll be on the plane now. They'll be on the plane. Yep. They're rushing out before we get um, – they slam the borders shut. Dollar twenty-three for West Coast Essendon with the I trouble. the way the Bombers are going How about it. How good are they going? I think they're – I think West Coast will win, but whether the situation and how – Hard it is to play in West Coast against that crowd. Overall, some of the younger players, the younger players have been really good, but they've largely played um, at home apart from maybe the game away to Sydney. So it's always a tough one when they first travel. There'll be a lot of players who haven't travelled over to Perth and played yeah. over there. I think it's the hardest trip oh, out of all yeah, of them to play is. there, and it's the loudest ground out of all of them. So that is up against them, but youthful exuberance, I think they can go close. West Coast in a tight one. It's a fast track, and I'll tell you what, Essendon, they can move the ball well and they can score heavily. I think they've scored 100 points five or six times this year, yeah. which I, I didn't see coming. I didn't think they'd be able to score like this. So they're exciting to watch and they've nailed those last couple of drafts with their young players. I think this may be a bridge too far at Optus Stadium, but, yeah, I love what Essendon are doing. But the Eagles, but it'll be close. I think it'll be close. Now, on the back of last week's disappointing <laughs> hypotheticals... <laughs> they I've, were hopeless. They were hopeless. I've... I've changed them around a little bit. Let's have a listen. They were horrible last week. They were they were they were shocking. I went to Reddit. 
which, as you know, I shouldn't go to Reddit. Just use your own. Use my own one. I like when you go left field, you know. You love trains, planes. So just just as a circuit breaker to get back onto things, I'm going would you rathers this week instead of hypotheticals. All right. Now, we've got five, but they're they're quite quick. Okay. A year of happiness for you or 120 people that you don't know get a month of happiness each? That I don't know. Yep. Well, I'm pretty happy as it is at the moment. I've got... Two little beautiful Pretty girls. Happy. So what would you do? Give it out. Yeah, pass it, pass it around. Okay. All right. Would you rather have a 10 kilo um, gas um, gas bottle dropped on your toe from a height of two metres? <laughs> All right. Or you have to work as a checkout lady or man, checkout man, for six hours a day, six days a week at a busy supermarket for six months and you're rewarded with $19,500. Why nineteen five? So it's just slightly less than the 20 grand you get if you get the gas bottle dropped on you. Mate, I'm not dropping a 10 kilo. That, that is agony. That's going to crush your foot. Yeah, You're going to end up in surgery and you're not going to be walking properly for a long time. I'm working at the Six days a week. I, I don't mind just something mundane where you don't have to think and you can just sit down there and meet people. Really? I don't know. You I don't think he well could do it. He would hate it. He hates people. Yeah. It's a good hypothetical though, isn't it? Um. Do you hate people? No. Yeah, well, you do. We, I like strangers. He has like, some you don't people. like strangers. He has some challenges. It's not, it's not that I don't like them. You I'm like just, your friends. I think, I'm, I think I'm shy around people I don't know. You're not he shy. He has some challenges you, which prevents him. In fact, I'd say him. you're the opposite. You're shy. <laughs> you're not shy. He just has, he has some challenges which prevent him from I don't conversing like a normal person. I don't communicate mind. well. So you wouldn't want to have to talk to five, Not five, that I don't want to. I just find it hard. Right. Would you talk to the people as you're serving them? No, of course not. Of course I would. So what are you saying? You're getting the cast bottle. bottle. Okay, you know every single language in the world. That is a great skill to have. Mm. But every time you do, you have a bit of you have a stutter, right? Or you can learn any skill in the world, but every time you do, you injure yourself the first time you try it. (coughs) No, I like that language. I like the language one. It's one of my great regrets in life. I never learned language language yet. Skill would be pretty. You know, when you go to Europe or you, you know another. Probably Europe because there's so many different languages there, and you go from country to country, yeah. And they can all speak English, the majority. Yeah, you of feel, them. I always feel a piece of shit. You just feel inferior. Like, you've learnt my language, yeah. and I've made no effort to learn you yours. Do you feel inferior? You know, um, James Brayshaw went to uh, Portugal a couple of years ago, and for six months <laughs> before he went to Portugal, he learned Spanish, and he got oh, there. No, <laughs> they speak the Portuguese. Portuguese. <laughs> I know, I know a person that went to Brazil, and they had the trip planned for a long time. They did a similar thing and got off the plane and started speaking Spanish. <laughs> it's a good. It's language of love, Spanish, I think, or is it French? Which is the language of love? Oh, it's Italian. The producers. Uh, all right, the six boxes. We've got six boxes in front of you. Four of these boxes have one billion dollars in them. Two of them have got shrapnel which will explode and blow off your head. Would you open one? No. Yep. Oh, I would. So you'd risk your life for a billion dollars. I reckon I could pick it. I reckon the odds are in your favour. You could pick. Well, the odds are. Yep. It's not. You don't reckon the odds. So it's two thirds in, in your favour. Yep. I'm not taking that thirty-three percent chance for to die bucks. to lose your life. Yeah. He didn't say money. Die. This. Well, yeah, the shrapnel blows your head off. You're not going to survive. You're not gonna... <laughs> I'm, t- I'm tipping from uh, that range. You're not surviving. <laughs> All right. Are you allowed one. to touch the boxes or feel the energy or the heat? Or no. am I allowed to put my hands on it? Because I feel like no. I could. 
I oh, feel like feel. Could, he could feel the money, Nate. I reckon I could <laughs> yeah, feel what's could. inside. Uh, would you rather never be able to shout or never be able to whisper again? Uh, I don't need to shout. Oh, actually. You call. You have to call him footy. You have to. It's not shouting. It's, yeah. Uh, being, not being able to whisper would be tough. Like, you can't whisper sweet nothings you to know what I think you. I'd I think I'd go the the whispering I, I don't want to shout because Jesus there's a lot of times at the moment I feel like shouting so they need to drop the Lord's name in vain well we'll beep it out <laughs> <laughs> what do you, so you're you're losing the whisper you're I don't losing. yeah I don't like shouting I know we all occasionally give me an do example it. of your, your sweet nothings you go with the da come on <laughs> um what, when you're watching and you're not planes landing you're not allowed to whisper either good morning sweetie how did you sleep <laughs> All right, that will do us. Hey, before I go, I have finally got a horse that I've invested in getting to the track. It is called Fondle. He's raced. It's called called Fondle. (laughs) I didn't. I I didn't call it. It's sale tomorrow or Thursday. So if you're listening before Thursday, one o'clock, race one at sale number eleven. Fondle, eighteen dollars into four dollars fifty. What's that movie where there's a camera following? Truman Show. No, not the Truman Show. I think it was a, was a Matthew McConaughey movie where a camera follows him everywhere and you just watch what he does all day long. Well, come up. That's, I'd love a camera to follow you all day, every day. The final race one, number 11 tomorrow. Good luck on the punt. Gamble responsibly.